0: Lob Talk Radio Lob Talk Radio Lob Talk
1: Radio
2: and seemed so big, and now they've come, and they're here today, no longer wondering when or wondering how, but now declaring, by my spirit and by my power, it shall surely come to pass. The things that I've planned and the things that I've purposed, saith the Lord, they shall surely come to pass. And now is the time, and this is the day, and by my spirit I'm making the way. And you'll begin to say, lifting your voice and declaring this new day, for I'll cause you to go forth into a new way. You'll leave this place in a new way, a new strength, and a new direction. For I'll restore years, and I'll restore health, and I'll restore joy. For this is a day of great restoration, and I'll restore the gifts of the Spirit, and they shall increase, and they shall multiply, for times of refreshing shall come. It's your
0: God. Yes, you awesome. Great. Good. No one like you, the Lord. No one like you, oh Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Yeshua. We thank you, Jehoshua. We thank you, mighty Lord. We thank you, mighty, mighty God. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, for your love, for your mercy that endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. I hope people can hear us. Amen tonight. Amen. I hope everything, hallelujah, is coming in clear. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Jesus, thank you, Yeshua, thank you, Jehoshua, I hope our microphones are, are clear tonight, May, thank you, Lord, we like to make sure before we go ahead and we begin the program, we know that, thank you, Jesus, amen, we we like to, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, make sure people are hearing the word of God, the word of the almighty God, Amen. Well, shalom, shalom, my brother my sister. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. This is your whole brother in Christ, brother LV Safara here with my brother, Tony Serrano. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Brother Tony, say hello to everyone. Hello. God bless you all. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Dear sister, dear brother, thank you very much. Hallelujah. Thank you. God is so awesome. We, we are excited to come in here tonight. Because the Lord has been good to us. The Lord has been grateful. His mercy has been with us. Hallelujah. He is a faithful, faithful God. And just when you think he has given you enough or, or, or it's going to take longer to see, to, for him to show us more, his mercy is there. His, his open arms are there. Shalom, Brother Miguel. Amen. Shalom to Ishawa, brothers and sisters. Amen. He is so merciful, he is so good, and in the middle of the trial and the testing, my brother, and my sister, hallelujah, thank you, sister. He is with us, and he is for us. my brother my sister yet again, I was allowed to ask God um you know what's next in prayer and and you know, I had a little concern. We should we should not concern ourselves with anything, but I say concern because I I don't, I don't I can't think of another word at this at this moment. And it's that we're gonna have to be here any longer. Is God going to grant more time? God had told me a few days before the beginning of twenty three that no more time will be granted, and the Lord was standing there. Was Father was speaking to me in the spirit. So based on that, I I'm, always want to know. Amen. If more time will be granted, God has said no. But I'm going to tell you what he said to me this last time. My brother and sister, in heaven again, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Let me tell you, I saw a glory of power that I love very much in heaven in which we're going to be moving soon once the church is out there. Once the church is changing, transformed, the church is going to experience God's army, God's people, okay, are going to experience the power of God like they never heard of been control before. You never seen so much power of God like you're going to experience. I've seen it, and I tell you I rejoice. It gives me such a joy and such a peace to see what God has in store for them that love him. He has a lot more than what we think. And and very, 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 very soon, we're going to be in his presence forever. Okay? Finally forever, I say, where you don't need to come out if if you don't have to. You can just ask him, Lord, hallelujah, do I have to do this? Do I have to go there to you? You know, it's, it's that, if I, Lord, do I have to go back to the earth? The Lord says, no, you don't have to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, that's you know, it's, it's going to be tremendously. Okay, but I got to give you this word because God gave me this word in heaven. And it's in Daniel 11. I'm going to begin there. Okay, and then, you know, we're going to share a few a few other verses. Then later on, I'll go into the revelation of what I saw, of what I experienced. I was visiting someone's mansion. I don't like to say things to people unless the person gives me permission and say, "All right, you can talk. Go ahead, talk about it." Because it's, you know, we gotta respect privacy. He's gonna be my neighbor in heaven. And when you're a neighbor in heaven, it's really a long time neighbor.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's not something that, you know, I remember Brother Larry wanted me to see his mansion at one time, and he asked God, and God took me there, and I was inside his mansion. And I described here on the low tower what I saw here, curtain of diamonds, made of diamonds, okay? Very, very expensive curtain, okay? I haven't seen anything like this, here or anything, okay? We had, I remember my mom one time had a curtain between the kitchen and the living room, and it was all these fake, looked like diamonds, but they were fake, you know, fake, fake stone, they call them, I believe it is. You know but in heaven nothing is fake it's all real mm-hmm. stuff up there things up there are pure mm-hmm. nothing fake you know and that's incredible to see to see that i saw it What was it? yesterday morning it was incredible i tell you let me tell you thank you lord i had a wonderful time i'm going to talk about it tonight but before that this information of daniel 11:36 is important because god told me this in heaven because he knew my heart. He knew what I wanted to know, and he wanted to answer me this. And I thank God for this. He is so good. I'm always gonna be grateful, because Hallelujah, with so little, He is so great. With nothing, He's old, and and He's a mercy on us, my brothers and sisters. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But we we're not nothing. We're just sons and daughters. We thank God for our doctors, sons and daughters. So Daniel 11:36. The king, the king should do according to his will. And that king, he is the Antichrist, in case you're wondering. Okay? The Antichrist will do according to his will. And he shall he saw himself, which assault. Here it's talking about pride. Mm-hmm. So he will be prideful and magnify himself, which is another sign of pride. Yeah. he he's just full of pride, let me tell you. He is full of pride. He sought himself. No one is talking to him. No, he does, he does that on his own. Isn't that incredible? He does this, he does this on his own. I mean, it is it, just so incredible. But then, when you read about him this way, who do they points to? Right away, Brother Tony. To whom does he relate to? Exalt himself and magnify himself. Who is that pride for in the Bible? Uh, well, it's, it's. Sounds the same as, uh, as Satan. Right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. There it is. That's what I wanted to get to. He is—he uh, is a direct seed of Satan. Okay. He—he exalts he himself. Okay. Because is it that no one is exalting him? No one is it is, is magnifying him? He says that uh, yeah, he shall himself, so he's the one. That... Uh, I, I believe also here that in, in this assaulting himself, uh, AI could be used for that. You know, all these supercomputers, this AI, can be used to assault the Antichrist, to magnify the Antichrist. And, and the word magnify, what does that word mean, Brother Tony?
3: Indulge and magnify.
0: What did magnify mean?
3: Uh, like making himself, uh, look great, trying to make himself,
1: is that what it is?
0: Well, if you take a magnet to something that is very little,
1: yeah.
0: very tiny, you can kind of make it big. Yeah, yeah. So he's making himself big. Okay. And God is telling us, look, he's not as big as you think. Mm-hmm. He is just making himself big, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know? And then he uses the word above every God, well, fallen angels of God. So he magnifies above every fallen angel, no? Yeah, yeah. That's incredible, the things you find in the Bible. Angels speak marvelous things, okay? What is that marvelous things now?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, speak marvelous things. Again, the God of God. It would be marvelous things, so, like, blasphemy, right?
0: Okay. I also see marvelous things. Things that sound incredible to people. Thanks to that sense the foundation of earth, men have not come out with these ideas, with these plans. Yeah. because Because this, this, this one that said that he will make sure and, and, and shall prosper to the indignation. nation. Mm. So he's coming up with a plan of prosperity that no one, no Bill Gates, no Elon Musk, no one has come up with this yet but himself, okay? And this is why this Antichrist is something different than what the earth have experienced before yes. because he's, he's going to be better than Bill Gates and Elon Musk. Remember that Elon Musk. And Bill Gates are about himself, you know. They're not about helping anybody else but himself, their own billions. But this Antichrist now is bringing this prosperity, okay, making prosperity available.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and this this assaulting and, and doing marvelous things, so speaking marvelous things, it's going to make so many people fall. Yeah. And we have to be extremely careful. My brother and sister, God gave our wisdom in this. Because beautiful words doesn't bring you closer to God from the evil ones, I mean. Whatever the Antichrist does is not to bring you closer to God or to make you a better religious person. It is actually to make you think about someone else or praise someone else or seek someone else besides the Lord. And that alone is idolatry and an abomination. So we have to, my brother and sister, please focus only on Jesus. When the Bible says for us to put our eyes on Jesus, look up to Jesus, the Bible says. How do you look up to Jesus, who is the invisible God? The Word, the Bible. When you read the Word, Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the Bible. When you read your Bible, when you look at the Word of God, you're looking at Jesus. Look unto Jesus, the Bible says. So please read your Bible as much as you can. Read the Word of God, because it will give you knowledge and wisdom. So he shall speak marvelous things. Marvelous to who? To the world, to the people. Because he's talking about God against the God of God. Against the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. The only God is God, the G, the big G-O-D. Yeah. He's the only real God. Amen? And shall prosper. This is going to get people, my brother and sisters. How do how do he make people prosper? How do he make things prosper? He's going to bring idea, uh, AI. Notice that everything is our AI in the last days to make things produced. That's how China 30 years ago began to prosper, began to be a different nation, because they began to make robots, AI, and put it in the factory like one-hand robots who will work 24 hours and make their warehouses wealthy and make billions and trillions with them and now that production is being planned to brought back to America and other nations to be as rich as China because they have noticed that AI technology that was introduced in China over 30 years ago has made China very wealthy. Okay, manufacturing in China is practically just being, being done by, by AI robots. You, you, you can go on Google, I like to see it on Google myself, and see all these manufacturing companies using AI and robots to produce different stuff that are being sold to America and the world. It's bringing billions, of hundreds of billions of dollars into China. And now the world is realizing we should have the same manufacturing process like China and use AI to do these things. Not the sisters. So again, it should, make, it should prosper to the end the nation be accomplished. Okay. That indignation accomplished in seven years, according to Daniel 12, divided in three and a half and three and a half, seven-year great tribulation. That indignation, my brothers and sisters, is what seven years will be facing, a type of evil indignation like the world has not seen before, which indignation, Jesus says also desolation. Everything will be desolated, destroyed. Nothing will be standing at the end of the seven years. Because the fire, the, the, the tsunami, the earthquakes, the stone falling out from the star, the meteor, will have destroyed everything. My brother insisted, God don't want anyone to perish. God doesn't want none of us to stay behind. My brother insisted, none of us to stay behind. God wants us to escape the judgment that is our hand. This judgment is not far off. This judgment is our hand. It's practically here. This is why the war in Israel has begun. An earthquake and tsunami about to hit this country, and it's already here in the earth, like uh, uh, Chile got hit by 6.7 a few days ago. Destruction is coming on the earth like never before. My brother and sister. Amen. So here, here's the word. For that which is determined shall be done. That's the title of this message. That that is determined shall be done. That's what God says to me. Okay. I wanted to know is there more time that will be granted? And the word that God gave me is for that that is determined shall be done. It's already been determined by God that this is the end of all things, my brother and sister. And all we have to do now is continue to repent, continue to come under the blood of Jesus through repentance every day, as much as we can every day. Be ready because so far this trumpet will sound very soon. Whoever is ready, the Lord is coming. Whoever is ready or not will have to immediately realize if they're ready, they'll be changed. They'll be transformed. If they're not, they're staying behind. They'll be vomited if they've been a Christian. Staying behind, rejected by the body of Christ. That's what vomiting is. They will be left behind, my brothers and sisters. And that is very, very sad. Go ahead, brother, and read Revelation 13 about the beast and his exaltation to himself so we get an idea what, what the world is about to live and encounter for seven years.
3: Yeah, Uh, the whole chapter, right? Yes, go ahead. Uh, And I saw a beast rise out of the sea, having seven heads and 10 horns, and upon his horns were 10 crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like a leopard, and his feet like a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, and his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, but his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered, and followed the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, who is able to war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, that spake great things, and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to do two and forty months. And he opened his mouth unto blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints, and to overcome them. And power was given him over every kindred, and tongue, and nation. Therefore all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, which was slain from the beginning of the world if any man have an ear let him hear if any lead into captivity he shall go into captivity if any kill with a sword he must be killed by a sword here is the patience and the faith of the saints and i beheld another beast coming out of the earth which had two horns like the lamb two horns like the lamb but he spake like the dragon And he did all that the first beast could do before him, and he caused the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he did great wonders, so that he made fire come down from heaven on the earth, in the sight of men. And deceived them that dwell on the earth by the signs which were permitted to him to do in the sight of the beast saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make the image of the beast which had the wound of a sword and did live and it was permitted to him to give a spirit unto the image of the beast so that the image of the beast should speak and should cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed and he made all both Small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here's wisdom. Let him let him that hath wit count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number
0: is six hundred three score and six. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. There you go. So you see how the B system is what is going to be established on this earth within days this wednesday morning of this week the lord took me into the spirit took me into the days after the rapture i knew when the lord brought me there that it was days after the rapture when i when the lord brought me there people that stay behind especially people that I knew were complaining, were saying to each other, I should have been gone. I should have been raptured. I heard people saying, because I did this, I did that, and, and they started justifying themselves. That why do all the other, these people got raptured and pastured, but they stayed behind, my brother insisted. And, and the Lord allowed me to heal their complaints of those who stayed behind but that was not the whole point why the Lord brought me there. But he wanted me, he wanted me to see life after the rapture, that people were, were immediately knew that the great tribulation had begun, that now life was going to be very difficult without a church. You don't understand how, how a blessing the church is to this world. People cannot realize that until the church is gone. And then they realized and said, oh, my God, now what? And they will know exactly what. As I was there, my brother and sisters, the earth began to move like a drunken. And I, I was expecting an earthquake, maybe a tsunami right away. But the earth started moving in such a, like the Lord said, things are going to change. My brother and sisters. Okay? And what I began to experience was, 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 my brother insisted, the Titanic play is the only way I can explain this, began to shift. And the earth began to shift toward the north, completely going parallel. You know how we see that the earth is flat now, as we, as we can see it. We know the earth is around. But the flatness began to go parallel to where you have to grab to a tree, to any lipo, to anything, because you're going to fall off. My brother insisted. And, and I was on top of my bed when this was happening. And I was trying. I knew that everything was going to start falling off. My brother insisted. And, and I began to grab myself for whatever I could. I, was, I began to kind of be so scared. Like the rest of the people, I can see people grabbing themselves to anything they could. God had told us through His prophet that this was coming. Let me tell you what God said to the prophet Isaiah fifteen four ten: For the mountains shall depart, okay, move, and the hills shall be moved. God says to the prophet Isaiah, but my kindness shall not depart from thee; neither shall be the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord, that have mercy on thee. But God says very clearly, okay, that the mountain will depart. This is what I was experiencing. The mountain now, where to the, instead of standing up as they are now, they began to go sideways. That means the stones are going to start falling down. They're departing. They're living, they're going down, My brother and sister, like into the sea, okay? I, I never, re- I didn't remember this in the dream that I said 54. I remember the Titanic plague. I remember that the Bible said that the earth was more like a drunken. But this, the part that I read in Isaiah fifty four ten that the mountains shall depart and the hills shall be removed, God said it would happen. This is nothing new. This word is like about 3,000 years old. My brother, this is why we need to study God's word and read it. Okay? And people, you can hear people screaming. You can hear the panic. And when I wanted to panic, the God, as he said here, by my kindness shall not depart from thee. My kindness. The Lord was with me to comfort me. At that very moment, like my son they they are afraid they can be screaming but not you because i am with you the lord was there with me through it thank you lord almighty hallelujah his comfort his kindness he said will not depart from us neither shall the covenant of my peace he wanted me to have peace in the middle of this mess my in the middle of this partition to the earth he wanted me to have peace the earth, the mountain, were being departed, were being park. breaking off is another word. The mountain was breaking off. The hill was being moved. Who would have thought such a thing it would be happening, my brothers and sisters? And it was happening. I was going through it with the rest of the people, and I can hear the screaming, the scare, and I can see people falling off. Hallelujah. People falling off and they're departing. I've posted to the Thessalonians that are departing. It's coming first to the Geneva Bible. Then the ministry will what we reveal. Everything is according to, what, to, what, to that which has been determined by to me in heaven. It's been determined. When something is determined, it is already the plan of God. It's already in his word. He spoke it through his prophet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Job 14.5, seeing that his days are determined and the number of his months are with thee, thou have appointed is bound that he cannot pass. It's been determined by God. My brothers and sisters, Isaiah 10, 23, For the Lord God of hosts show, cost a consuming, even determined in the midst of all the land. How much land of all the land has been determined by God. My brother and sisters. Hallelujah. He says in Joel eighteen four, He tears himself in his anger. He shall the earth be forsaken For thee and shall the rock be moved out of his place. It's in his anger that God is doing this. It's in his anger that these things are going to come to pass. They're going to come to pass because he is anger. That's what Joe is trying to tell us. God is angry. And for these things are going to come to pass. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Praise you, Lord. Psalm forty-six, two. Therefore, he he will not fear thou and the earth, be, if the earth that the earth be removed and thou mountain be carried into the midst of the sea. This is what I saw the mountain doing, falling into the midst of the sea. It coming, it closed. I will say it within days, maybe weeks. My brother, just a, so what are people doing with their lives? What are people doing? What is humanity doing today for their lives? Because I asked myself in prayer last night, what is faith? Because I know the Bible said what faith is, the things that we hope for, but what is faith? Faith is relationship with Jesus. Faith. It's believing him and being in a personal relationship with him. My brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. The plan of God was never for this earth to be removed. He says that in Psalm 104, 5, who laid the foundation of the earth that it shall never be removed. This was his original plan. But his original plan now, it's like he it has a plan B. Because it's being removed. Hallelujah. For those that trust in the Lord, what happens? Psalm 125.1. For they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abide it forever. As I was in heaven, God wanted me to see something special. As he showed me in the millennium, a woman will come past a man, says the prophet. I saw this. Now in heaven. I was in heaven a few days after the rapture. I began to enjoy a beautiful presence in mansion. I was in front of this mansion that I can recognize. The Lord had brought me there before. And the Lord had revealed to me that I'm going to have neighbors with me in heaven, brothers and sisters, from the Lord's hour. They're going to be my neighbors. And when the Lord revealed this to me, I rejoiced. Because I said, I'm going to have great family in heaven that we can come together, my brother and sister. And I remember when the Lord showed me that we were in my mansion in the living room around the table sitting, all my brothers and sisters in the glorified body. We were sharing like in a meal together, and we were speaking wonderful things that God has done with us. It was wonderful. But in this revelation was different. as the Lord was leading me to go and knock to his brother's house, his mansion, I began to, I began to knock at the door. The brother was thousands of miles away. He's one of the brothers now. He's glorified body in heaven, this time in heaven. But the brother heard me knocking at the door. He was thousands of miles away. And he, I saw from the distance in the spirit, he turned around and flew back. He was back thousands of miles away. He flew back to the house. In a second, he was right beside me. And he said, Brother, are we? And I said, Brother, can we, like on the earth, have like a, a meal together where you and the brothers and sisters? But for some reason, I was knocking on his door in mansion. He said, oh, brother, you you, you might come in. I come into his mansion. I'm looking at his mansion, and I marvel at how big it was and how beautiful. I began to look around. Whoa, brother. And I noticed he even has stove. He had things, but these were, I would say, specially made. I said, brother, I haven't used your stove yet. He says, no, he didn't have time to go into his kitchen, open the stove, or open the fridge or anything, because he has been spending time with God in the presence of God, enjoying everything Father has for him. And he's been talking to me about this, so I don't know how many months now. Mm -hmm. And this brother, I tell you, I was inside of his mansion. I was marveled at what God has given him. My brother and sister, beautiful. Everything is, he's going to love it. I know that he's going to love it. I was not allowed to go into his bathroom, things like that, because there are things that he, he's going to see it for the first time. No one else can. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But I tell you, it's going to be incredible. And this is what they. I knew after the rapture, we already got acquainted with heaven. We were already going out and doing this, doing that. It's like nobody has time for their mansion. I know people say, I'm looking forward to my mansion. But no one will have time for it. And I, Literally, you want to have time because you will prefer to be doing and having other things like going to Father's throne, going and enjoying it. Heaven is so big. Heaven is so endless, and there's so much you can enjoy. You'll see when you get there. There are endless of things you could be doing in heaven, and you're not going to be spending a lot of time in your house, in your mansion. For some reason, God wants to give us a house and mansion in heaven, but it doesn't mean that we're going to be spending so much time, and we can go to it, to our house. We can go lay down. I don't know for what reason, because you won't be tired, but you can go sit, sit around with your brothers and sisters, have a conversation, as the Lord has shown me, enjoy everything that God has made for us. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I said, brother, do you remember when we did grill on the earth together and we, for all of us? And he says, yeah, brother, Larry, can we please have some time like this here? He says, yeah, of course we can. So I said, look, went into his kitchen. He had not used a stove or anything, and it was such an incredible stove. Like, wow, this is, you know, awesome. But we were willing to do this. He said, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. But the amazing thing is that when I saw him, he was moving in the power of God in heaven. He he was learning things in heaven. Incredible thing in his glorified body that people would like to enjoy, the people looking forward to enjoy. He was enjoying God. He was enjoying the presence of God. He was enjoying the mystery of God. Like Sister Essence, who can move in the power of God, so incredible. He was out there spending time with God, learning about God. I can understand that, yes. We're looking forward to spending time with God, and that is what it should be about. My brother and sister, look forward to the planning. God loves heavenly-minded people. Remember Brother Richard? God loves heavenly-minded people, people that are looking forward to spending time with God, doing this, doing that, because God, he's going to answer the petition of a heart. If that's what you love to do, God will give you plenty of time in heaven to do it. You will enjoy God. You will enjoy his presence. You will be full of peace. You will be full of joy. Okay? You will be full of his love, my brother and sister. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, and I saw him, like, moving, like, flying, but in the presence of God. He already, days after arriving there, he already knew how to do all these things in God. Because the knowledge in heaven, it is imparted into you, and you begin to learn it quickly. Okay? Now, where do we relate this to? Um Second Thessalonians one. Go ahead, brother. Begin to read that. You're gonna notice something here that I want to share with you. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, chapter one, right? Chapter one. Second Thessalonians chapter
1: one.
3: Okay. Um says uh, uh, Paul and Silvanus and Timothy, unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be with you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet because that your faith grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you toward another abounded so that we ourselves rejoice of you and the churches of God because of your patience and faith and all your persecutions and tribulations that you suffer, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for, for the which you also suffer. For it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you which are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall show himself from heaven with his mighty angels. and okay.
0: tribulation to them that troubles you. Notice that, that is, it's righteous for God to give tribulation to those that are troubling the church. So why are people staying behind? Because there are people that have turned against God, against the church. And it's righteous for God to give them tribulation, not for and existence. But to us, what did he say we get? What is our rewarding him? him? Uh, rest with us. Rest. Yeah. That's the rest of the Lord. Enter into my rest, Jesus said. Yeah. Okay? That's the rest in heaven that we're going to enter very soon. Rest for us in tribulation for them, Jesus said. Go ahead. Keep reading, brother. Yeah. Um...
3: Says, uh, for it is a righteous thing with God to recompense your relation to them that trouble you. And to you which are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall show himself from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, rendering ve- vengeance unto them that do not know God, for which, uh, and which obey not unto the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, which shall be punished with everlasting perdition from the presence of the Lord, and from the glory of his power,
0: when he shall come to be glorified in his saints. And okay, hear this. Mm-hmm. Who is coming to glorify in his saints? The Lord. The glorified body is Jesus glorifies in our lives. The glorified body is a manifestation of Jesus in our lives. Yeah. And soon we are about church of Christ, church of Jesus to receive a glorious manifestation of Jesus in our lives, like you've never seen before, my brother and sister. The great tribulation will be like you've never seen before, like never be again. The manifestation in our life, my brother and sister, is going to be so special to us also, because we have suffered for the Lord. Every single trial and testing, that you and I are going through, hallelujah, will be rewarded with a glorified body. That glorious body will be manifested in us that what we have gone through all these years, hallelujah, we will get the reward in having that glorious body. God's going to show it this way to show that he is faithful, that Christ is faithful, and that his son going to the cross was not in vain. But it was for him to manifest himself in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, when he shall come to be glorified
3: in his saints and to be made marvelous in all them that believe.
0: Listen to this. He's going to be glorified in his saints. This is what I saw in heaven. And he made marvelous. Marvelous marvelous you cannot tell how beautiful is marvelous because that's why you say marvelous because you cannot explain it beyond there's no word to describe marvelous every time how someone has a mighty experience of god they say it was marvelous what does that mean brother yeah yeah the first word is uh you marvel is when you uh like I said, when you when you're in awe, you can't really explain. You can't explain it. There's no word to it. Yeah. You know, you're just like, wow, it was incredible, yeah. marvelous. That's what that's what God has in store for them that love Him. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And it, it's going to be incredible. And here it is. It's so close, like never people can imagine how close it is. You cannot even imagine. We don't know the day and hour, but I tell you something, this is closer than ever. I knew this in heaven because it was shown to me days after we, we got there. And then days before, I was taken days after the Great Tribulation had begun. Seeing what happened days after the Great Tribulation, and now seeing days after the rapture, what's going to be happening, Immediately, in my spirit, in my understanding, in the Lord, from God, is giving me an understanding. Okay, exactly what what God said through the prophet Daniel, in Daniel 11:36, for so that which is determined shall be done. That's what I. That's what God was giving me in heaven. That which is determined shall be done. God was giving me. Nothing else my son. What what God has said, what God has determined, it is. And that is what is going to be done. That is exactly. His plan. His agenda. My brother and sister. I heard someone say, Let's ask the Lord for more time, more time. I was telling Brother Tony, I don't think I'll be one of those asking for more time. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Brother Tony? Should we ask for more time? Are we being greedy?
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, not uh, everyone's in the same, but for me, you know, the Lord, I mean, we know, the Lord is like we said, it's He's He's all into salvation, you know, He wants to save souls and and um, He's all about saving, you know, and, um, and you know, it's not that the Father's not also, it's just that you know, like we said, the Father's really angry with with He just you know with evil, you know, with sin, but you know, like you say, like that verse, for that which has been determined shall be done. And uh, and you know we understand you know we like me I you know we want to be with the Lord but it's um yeah when he when Father says that when Father says for that which has been determined shall be done you know when he says that that's how it is you know that that's how it is you know we, we did what we could you know we you know because we have the mind of Christ you know we we pray for others we do the same thing you know
0: I, I fear God let me tell you I fear yeah. God. And fear of God is to stay away from evil, right? To to hate evil, I believe it is. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And, 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 you know, I repent if I added anything. I repent if I take anything away from what I'm supposed to say. I'm repenting for things that, you know, I don't want anything to keep me from going to heaven. From God to say, well, you're going to have to stay because you said this or you did this. No. I, I'm checking myself with the Lord personally. Yeah. In that regard, I do not want to stay behind. I know the outcome of the people staying behind, mm-hmm. pain and suffering, yeah. okay? I don't want that for myself. I want to go with God. I want to be in peace and joy.
1: Yeah,
0: That's where I want to be. I want to be in the presence of Father. I want to be with God. I want to be able to go to the throne of Father and speak with Father and say, Father, tell me about this, all that. Mm-hmm. explain this to me. I, I didn't understand this very, very well. Can you explain it to me? And have him give me an explanation one-on-one. Spend that time with him one-on-one. Uninterrupted. Un- what do you say? Yeah. Uh, no, no distractions. <laughs> no distractions. No <laughs> cell phone. Yeah. No computer. No television. No internet. That time with him where we hear what he has to say. Where He will explain what is in our heart, and then as He answers what is in our heart, it, I remember it gives us peace. It gives us fulfillment in our hearts. Those many questions that some of us have in our heart, it, it makes you uncomfortable. It takes your peace away. So once the Lord answers what is in your heart, it'll give you peace about life, the future, heaven. You get to enjoy what God has for you. And that's why I want to be able to enjoy everything he has for us, my brother and sister. Amen. And when the angel came to, to, to Daniel, my brother and sister, there was some things here that was told to Daniel in Daniel nine twenty seven, and he shall confirm that covenant with many for a week. Okay, and in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice, the obligation to cease. The Antichrist plan is to hurt the Jewish people. And the word it is of Israel today is hurting the Jewish people. He's going to cease They finally will get to have a third temple. He goes now into the third temple, and he sees the sacrifice. For an overspreading of the abomination, he shall make it desolate, even the, unto the consummation, and, and that determined shall be put upon the desolated. Notice the other word here again, determined.
1: Yeah.
0: The only one that determines things is God. And God said that it will be determined. Then, Daniel 9, 26, And after three score, in, in, in two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself, as uh, the uh, the people of, of the prince, he shall come and shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. In the end there shall be the flood. But the, you see, the, going back there, I mean, the city and the sanctuary, that was the third temple in the sanctuary. The city of uh, Jerusalem and the, third, the second temple, I'm sorry, was destroyed. Then at the end thereof, there should be what a flood. This is the Antichrist coming with his army. With, I would say with the world army, where I saw Russia, China, United States, Germany, and all those countries. They're coming against Israel, hallelujah, should be like a flood. Can you imagine a flood? Compare, it's like all the mountain of Israel, the valley, Armageddon, full of army from everywhere. Okay, coming against Israel like a flood. Until the end of the word, desolation are determined. Okay, so they're gonna have, the Gentile was set up on the, the, the Jerusalem, but his answer is determined. Determined. Who determined everything God does? My brother and sister. In our time has been determined. Go ahead, go back to, okay, we're talking about heaven here. Yeah. Thank you, Lord
3: uh back uh, back to verse 10 uh when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be made marvelous in all them that believe because our testimony towards you was believed in that day wherefore we also pray always for you that our god may uh that our god may make you worthy of his call of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure
0: of his goodness and the work of faith with power that the wait, wait, Hold on. The work of faith. So faith there, it is manifest now in power. Yeah. Yeah. You see why the saints in the glorified body, when they get changed and transformed, they begin to move in a power than no what I have seen? Because now the faith is totally different.
1: Yeah.
0: It's working power now. And in the power of God. God said, my mighty power will be in you. Oh, my mighty power will be in you. So that's gives you a, a clear understanding
1: yeah.
0: what is going to be happening in the days to come with the church when it gets changed and transformed. This is what in days.
1: Yeah.
0: We are so close. We just don't know the day and the hour, but we know. My brother and sister, I remember the Lord months ago began to talk to me about the three days of darkness. I was coming on the Lord's hour, excited to show people, look, the three days of darkness is close, because the Lord was letting me know it's close, it's close. It's very close now, I can say. The Three Days of Darkness, my brother and sister. I got to warn people uh, with such an urgency, and I'm going to tell you why. We're, we're about to go into a, a darkness on the, in the United States for weeks and months and maybe a year. We're, we're about to have power outages in the United States like people cannot imagine. This earthquake and this tsunami, the, the eastern tsunami that is about to. I heard the Lord with an audible voice spoke to me a few days ago, that the earthquake in California will follow the Eastern tsunami. Uh, well, you know, it, it, it's very close, my brother and sister. And what the Lord has shown, me, shown to me months ago is that we are not going to have power cell phones or anything that we are accustomed to until now. We're about to lose all that. So how do you live? You know, the Bible said, let not your flight be in winter. We're about to go in winter. If this happened this winter, it will be very difficult. I saw months ago that before the three days of darkness came, the day before, we already had gone through a judgment. And our country was in darkness. No cell phone. I tried to pick up the cell phone. It did not work. I thought it was mine for that. I asked other people. No, not no, Brother There were people there that had more information than me. There were people coming from different states to where we are now, here in Nashville, North Carolina. And I was asking them, what about your state? No, no power in my state. What about your state? Where, you, where, you, where you're from? And i asking people from different states. They have no power in this state neither. Okay? Now, some people say it might be an attack from Russia or China. You know, whatever it is. See, I have not asked for the details. I just know it's going to happen very soon. And what happens when it happens with us? Our trust in the Lord needs to be firm. Yeah. We are not to be shaken or broken by what is happening. But I, I said to Brother Tony, we're going to get on our knees mm-hmm. and pray. God already been talking to us about having an emergency supply. We should already have it by now. If we have not prepared, we've been disobedient. And whatever people go through for being disobedient, we know it's very hard, yeah. very difficult my brother and sister. So please understand and know, we are in the last of the last. In America especially, we are about to go into darkness. And when I mean darkness, not just the three days of darkness, that's close. I'm talking about power outages, which I cannot point to the finger what led this nation to have no power at all. I just knew they had no internet and they had no power. EMP is what many have been preparing for. They believe Russia can launch an EMP on this nation and burn every capacitor, generator, televisions, wires. I didn't know that EMP can burn all communication wire. All power line will be burned by the EMP. I didn't know this. These are things I've been learning lately. The power of an EMP especially how Russia has made it because they have to, the engineer had to, and had has put, put a lot of uh, other things in it to make it worse, to be able to burn power lines, uh, communication lines, internet lines, um, cell phone tower. Cell phone tower are going to be... Uh, practically melted down, destroyed, completely useless. I mean, you can go on the, on the cell phone tower after they launch the EMP and bring down the tower, you'll see it burn completely. Like your plasma TV, LCD TV will also inside will be completely burned, useless. Okay, there are steps you can take for your, uh, your electronic not to be burned, like your cell phone. They sell on eBay, Amazon online, uh uh emp bag protection for your cell phone for your radio for your communication devices including for your television you can make your own bag they have material that can protect your cell phone from an emp now brother bay know there's a trash metal trash can which they got them in low home depot different stores walmart you can pick one up with a cover and put your electronic there and cover them. See, the, the, the timing is the problem, because you can cover it so today, open it tomorrow, and tomorrow can it, ha- it can happen. So it's very difficult, but it can be a protection on an EMP. I believe it. governance, can't. I believe I, when I have Brother Ben here, we talked about all these things. It's on the archive, you can go out and listen to it. My brother insisted. But these things are here at the door, about to happen, and I won't be able to come on the Lord's hour and preach anymore. I know I'm preaching my last of the last of the last message. I know this, the Lord told me so very soon, I won't be able to come on the Lord's hour. My brother and sister, it's practically everybody will be on their own with the Lord, but God, whoever's here is here, whoever's not is not. This is why the Lord wanted us, a bunch of us to be up here together. So we can work together, b- brothers and sisters, and help each other, help each other. And also, you know, we can still have each other here, Bible study, come together. But if we're all, like, separated, it's going to be very difficult because you're going to have to encourage yourself. You're going to have to encourage yourself. You're going to have to read the Bible on your own, you know, and all that, mouthful and sisters. The reason why God put us together before was so we can encourage one another before Apostles to the Thessalonians, before we see that great day come. And that great day is practically here. So now my brother and sisters, hallelujah. We have we need to stay focused. Okay, the plan of God was for the earth not to remove someone to four five. My brother sisters. And like Mount Zion, we should also be. Hallelujah. Isaiah 6, 12, and the Lord have removed me far away, and, and, and there be a great forsakening in the midst of the land, says the prophet Isaiah. God removed the prophet from among the people. When the people turn away from God, God's going to do what he's going to do. Okay? Uh, Isaiah 22, 25, and in that day says the Lord of hosts, shall the nail that is fasting in the sure place be removed? And be cut down and fall the burden that was upon upon it should be cut off for the lord hath spoken it there you go the nail that was fasting how many houses have been fastened with nails brother thomas most all of them right yeah <laughs> god said they will be removed mm-hmm. and cut down and fall so he's talking about all these homes all these houses all these mansions they're going to be cut down. They're going to be removed. Sure, God says. They, they were, the, the, shall the nail that is fasting in sure play be removed mm-hmm. and be cut down and fall? Okay? It's going to happen. It should be cut off, God says. All these homes, all these houses that people have put their trust in instead of the Lord, mm-hmm. are, we can see the economy already going down and houses losing so much value. Every day I get message online, okay, of houses being put on the market and houses' price being cut off. It's happening every day. The economy is falling, and it's falling really fast, my brother and sister. God said to his prophet, okay, that shall the nail that has been fastened in sure place be removed, and be cut down in full, and the burden that was upon, and shall be cut off. It's coming. Things are happening fast. My brothers and sisters, here here is the word that I remember. I said 24:20. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, okay, and it shall be removed like a cottage. And the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall. I didn't know that it was going to fall. That's why I saw it. it went to the side falling. But look what like God says. And now rise again. No wonder one time when the Lord took me after all these things happened in the Great Tribulation, this was days, days after the rapture had happened, days after the Great Tribulation had begun. These things began to happen. And people were falling off. Houses were falling out. Mountains were we removed. My brother insisted. What is coming? You can only read it in God's word, But to experience it, to experience these things happening, you do not want to stay behind to experience it because it's very difficult. Very... I was grabbing to my bed. I, my house and everything was falling out. My wife was beside me asleep, and I remember grabbing onto her, and she didn't know what was happening. But I was grabbing to her like whatever I could grab to in this experience of the Lord this week, it was such a severe, shocking experience. It was real. This, 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 my, this was the real experience I was going through. The Lord made it so real for me. My brother and sister, my wife didn't know what was going on with me. Because I was grabbing to her because everything was falling off. It's coming it's closed. And these were days. I knew days from the Lord. Okay? The earth should reel to and fro like a drunkard. It's coming. Just like a drunkenness to real. My brother, to and fro. And shall remove like a cottage. You know how a cottage is removed? The air will be removed the same, not brother and sister. And why is the reason that this is happening so violently? The transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it. The sin that is on the world today is too much for this world. The world cannot take it. The earth cannot take the sin that is upon it anymore especially with so many fallen angels around, so many people killing innocent babies, where one stay in one month can have over 1,000 babies disappear. This is too much. This is too much. Someone had a dream not long ago, a few days, a weeks ago, in heaven, it saw Jesus with millions of babies around him. Mm-hmm. And he says, they will pay for this. All these babies that are being uh, uh, aborted on the earth, killed, are entering heaven, the mercy of God. But the Lord, God said, they will pay for this. They will pay for this. They're killing the innocents. My brother and sister, having no mercy on the innocent, God said they will pay. Hallelujah. I said 3020, Does the Lord give you bread of adversity and water of affliction, yet shall not thy teacher be removed into the corner anymore. But thine eye shall see thy teacher. We will see Rabbi Jesus. We will see him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. God said through Jeremiah 4.1, If thou wilt return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me. If thou will put away thy abomination out of my sight, they shall not be removed. But that means that if people don't put away the abomination, okay, they're going to be removed. They're going to be removed. This removing is what I was experiencing. It's violently. It's severe. My brother and sisters. I would not that anyone will be in the middle of this. Hallelujah! I don't know how much of this uh, Jeremiah 411 applied to the Israel right now. What do you think, Brother Tony? How
3: about the? Oh, the. Um, yeah, yeah. He is, you know, he is talking to Israel, and we know he's talking, you know, to, uh, you know, all of us, in the whole world. But yeah, specifically, he is talking to Israel with the
0: abominations out of my sight yeah amen yeah thank you lord going back to uh second thessalonians but the you got the chapter two yeah uh that was uh chapter one go ahead go ahead and finish that because we want to read all three chapters oh okay. so i want people to see the plan of god for his church for us as people
3: okay. go ahead yeah The last last one of that chapter was, Wherefore we also pray always for you that our God may make you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him according to the grace of our God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now chapter 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our assembling unto him, that ye be not suddenly moved from your mind nor troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as it were from us
0: as though the day of christ were at hand okay hold it there notice how the apostle here began his letter to the churches to the brothers and sisters that they will not be moved or shaken by spirit what is he saying there that they will be teaching of spirit in the last days yeah. There will be demons teaching people. And what happened when they teach you? Go back to what it says about a spirit.
3: Yeah, um,
0: That you be not suddenly moved from your
3: mind. Move.
0: Hold on there. Move. They will move people. They will have you go to other places for them. They will move you from what you are. Because when they can move you from what you are, you go into disobedience. Yeah. You can only be in obedience What God wants you to be If you're not there If you go like Jonah to Tarsus Instead of the Nineveh You are in disobedience Directly with God yeah. And you can be Convinced by by Word By spirit That you think are nice people Nice brothers and sisters yeah. But Paul says Go ahead brother on it yes yeah, uh uh that you be not that
3: ye be not suddenly moved from your mind nor troubled ne- neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as it were from us as though the day of christ were at hand let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a departing first
0: hold on there he first started talking about spirit that you'd not be troubled and then he said let no man deceive you in other words he says first that they're spirit and then he says that they're men. So you're seeing men and women. But Paul says first that they were spirits. My brother and sister. So you say, which which is it, beloved? He first says they're spirit, now he says they're men, which is it? Who do you encounter every day? Men. But men that have spirits that are not who you think they are. Go ahead, Brother, keep reading. Yeah. Oh. Let no man
3: deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a departing first, and that that man of sin be disclosed, even the son of perdition. Hold it there. By
0: any means. Mean is a tool. Mean is the Internet, yeah. television, radio, cell phone. Facebook. Twitter. Those are mean that the devil is using in the last days yeah. to communicate to people one way or another. So tool. He's using all these tools to get people to have them change their mind. To have them change to go someone else, but that God did not send them to like Tarsus, like Jonah. Why did God want Jonah to go to enemy? Because God wanted to save that great city. So why did Jonah went to Tarsus? Because Jonah wanted to go his own way. Yeah. And he wasn't desolated. Not only the trouble came to Jonah, but trouble will come to those that will shelter people like Jonah. Yeah. Because the people that sheltered Jonah received trouble from the Lord. The people that were trouble you are someone that you've gone to the place that, you to you, that you're not supposed to, you're bringing them trouble unto their own lives. And they're going to start receiving trouble. Everything was peaceful before you came to them. And then things are going to begin to happen to their lives that they will not be able to explain. But they're going to think about it. We, ne- we did not have this trouble until she came, he came, they came. Because the people that received Jonah into the boat had no trouble until Jonah came into the boat. So in disobedience, you're not a blessing to anyone. You bring them trouble. You bring them problems. They probably had a strong economy. Now they don't anymore. They lose their jobs. Things begin to happen when a disobedient comes into the house, into the boat. My brother, and sister. a lot of people don't watch for these things. You got to watch for these things. That's why when I meet people, when I come across people, I want to know from the Lord, the Lord wants this person to be here or come here or not. Because if there's a Jonah amongst me coming to where they're not supposed to, they're going to bring me trouble. A lot of people don't think about these things. Be careful with Jonahs and disobedience in your lives.
1: Go ahead, brother. Yeah.
3: Uh, verse four, uh, which is an adversary and exalted himself against all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he doth sit as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God.
0: Uh, wait, so wait a minute. You said that he showed himself to be in God. Did that sound familiar? What we were reading later, earlier in Daniel. Yeah. That he exalted himself.
1: Yeah.
0: And magnified himself. Above every God. So, what is this, Brother Tony? What is this behavior in this man? That's yeah, very, very wicked, yeah. Very prideful, yeah. Paul first began to warn the church of our spirit, confusing them and, and bringing them confusion, right? Yeah. And then we find out that this Antichrist, which Paul began saying it's a spirit, now he says it's a man. Man, he uses the word man.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Who will exalt himself and magnify himself, says Daniel. Yeah. My brother and sister, the word of God is so clear, and these things are days away, days away. The word in Israel began. The rest of the judgment are at hand. Go ahead, keep reading, bro. Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time.
0: Paul said that he had told the brothers and sisters about these things that will be coming. Why is it that these teachings are not going about every day from the Internet and everywhere? There should be more teaching about this, because this is the man of sin about to be manifest into the world of the Antichrist, and we need to be knowledgeable about these things. But not only about us, because we're going home with the Lord, about those staying behind who are being deceived. We, for them, we need to let them know that when he manifests himself on, on CNN and Fox News, telling them the world that he is the savior of the world, and going to Israel to set in the temple of God as God, he is not Messiah. He is not the one. Study him by the word of God. And know his fruit. Because Jesus said, by his fruit, you will know them. You will know the Antichrist by the fruit. What is he talking about? Is he really bringing you into a relationship with God? No. It's all about himself, Daniel said. He will exalt himself. He's not assaulting God like Jesus. Jesus assaulted the Father. He said, glory for men I will not receive. Okay? He wanted the Father, love, the Father exaltation, the Father to be the one behind him. He exalted the Father. Hallelujah! The Antichrist doesn't do that. He exalt himself, magnify himself. You know what that is? Pride. If there any root of pride in your life, you need to repent pride, like you haven't repented before. Because pride in our life is the seed of the Antichrist. It's a seat of Satan, my brother and sister. Please understand where we are today, the time that we're living. This time is so dangerous, people have no idea what they're swallowing and what they're eating of the Antichrist. They're being contaminated, my brother and sister. I saw it. Jesus took me days after the great tribulation. I heard people saying they should have been righteous. Why would they not rot till they were saved? The Lord wanted me to heal that. Why? Because any seed of pride is not of God. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Uh,
3: for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he which now withholdeth shall let till he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked man be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume.
0: Who is the one holding it back, brother? The Lord, the
1: Lord yeah.
0: his spirit in our lives is the hope of glory, Christ in us, my brother and sister. Almighty God is in us. And if God is with for us, who can come against us? The Antichrist cannot come against the church because God is with us. And if God is with us, who can come against us? Right. He will not allow the Antichrist to hurt us. Yes, we are tempted. Yes, we are tested. But we know that temptation comes, according to James, out of our own desire, my brothers and sisters. And out of our own desire, we are enticed, my brothers and sisters. And God wants us to watch out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless is the man, James 1:12 that endure temptation. For when he is tried, this is God, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to them that love it. God's test is for us to get a crown. Okay? But this is not the way the devil works. Now listen, let no man say when he is sent it. Okay? Because there's a lot of people blaming God for what they're going through. But God has nothing to do with what they're going through. Listen what the Word of God says. Let no man say, and that man and woman say, when he is tempted, that I am tempted by God. People say this all the time. They say that God is the one doing this. Okay? So, God cannot be tempted with evil. God will not tempt you with evil. Neither tend to hate any man. No temptation comes from God. They come from the devil himself, from fallen angels, fallen demons, but not from God. Please listen to this. This is important. Because in your tempting time, take authority, bind the demon, and rebuke that demon in the name of Jesus. I had a, a, a sister contact me. She was go into something like this. And why is God doing this to me? I said, sister, hold on a minute. I want you to take authority over this temptation that you're going through. God is not doing this to you. Let's take authority over this right now and bind this in the name of the Lord. We begin to rebuke this in the name of the Lord. Yes, brother. Yes, brother. And begin to do this. My brother and sister felt this stuff living her and leaving her and began to feel free. She says, I didn't know this, brother. How do you know this? Let's go back to the word of God. Let no man say what he is tempted as women do. I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tend to hate any men. God has a new evil to tempt you. It's not God. This is not God. And if you think it's God, you're going to let bind this demon, bind this principality, cast him away from your life. God is not doing this to you. The devil is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But every man How does the devil get to you? About every minute. I mean women. Extensive when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. What is the demon doing here? What is this principality doing here? He is using your weakness. He is using what you like and enticing you. Like they get enticed to pornographic material. Okay? Pornographic conversation. Okay? Different way the person is being enticed to be enticed to fornicate and much other things. Okay? But it's not God doing this. This is not God. These are demon and principality doing it. This is the work of the devil. But people are saying, why is God doing this? No, God is not the one doing it. You need to understand. Begin to take authority and buy this demon of your life, after your home, because God is not doing this. It's the devil doing so. God is trial. God will try you, but for you to receive a crown, the Bible says. Not for you to fall. He's not going to give you a try, a try that you will fall. No, he will not give you more than what you can handle. He will not give you more than what you can handle. Okay, verse 15. When the lusts are conceived, okay, it brings forth sin, okay? For something to conceive, two needs to come together. That is basic, okay? And sin, when it's finished, bring forth death, okay? Open that door to death. That's why the person can be laying in bed, dying in the hospital, and someone needs to go minister to the person, pray for the person, for so God to heal this person. Do not earth or, earth or earth, my beloved brethren, for every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, and come down from the Father of life, for whom there is no variability, and no shadow of turning. In heaven there is no shadow of turning. Okay? Of his own will, he begot us by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of a first fruit of his creation. A kind because Jesus is the first and then we come to be in one with him my brother my sister thank you Lord so it is out of our own lust that the demon will use against us your own desires he used to entice you to make you fall in sin because when you sin you fall therefore my beloved brothers, let every man be swift to hear slow to speak and slow to rap that's slow to be in anger we cannot be getting angry easily because thou also will open the door for demons. When you and I get angry easy, we open the door for demons of anger to use us to attack us and make it worse. We need to be careful. For the wrath of men working out the righteousness of God. If you get angry all the time, there's no righteousness of God in there. There's only sin and evil. Not for the in other words. Therefore, later part of filthiness and superfluity with superfluity my brother and sisters if we if we go explaining superfluity how do we explain- explain this for Tony? Uh, 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 <laughs> superfluity I've never really you know we we read another bible that that calls it homosexuals. Oh yeah. yeah. You remember we were reading earlier one another Bible we have there. It calls that homosexual. Yeah. So lesbian sin, homosexual sin. That's what it's called. I, my son was reading it and we were like, wow. Yeah. It, it goes straight to the point. And that's the fact that it matters. Yeah. Okay? We have to call it for what it is. People start calling sin, sin, long time ago. And that been a problem. Because then people sit and think it's okay. No, we got to call it for what it is. Okay? You women should not be um, feeling to be in a man. Or desiring to be in a man. Like having surgery to be in a man. Or the same with men. You should not be having surgery to be in a woman. Okay, and all that. If you're being attacked this way, that's a demon. That is a principality from the pet of hell. The devil is using your lust and your desire. It's enticing you to do these things. These things are not of God. You need to repent. You need to get in serious fasting and prayer, repenting before God, seeking God totally with all your heart, repenting of the sin, asking the Lord to set you free. He came to set the Catholic free. Okay? My brother insisted. This is important. Please understand. Therefore, lay all filthiness and superfluity and wickedness. Lay it apart. Take it out of your life. When you need to lay something apart, you need to take it out of your life. It's not okay for these behaviors. These behaviors are not okay. Filthiness. How do you explain that one? Full of... Sin. Yeah. Full, Felt? Felt? Filthy. Yeah, filthy. Shame. Like sin. Felt to me sounds like fool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Filthiness. yeah. Superfluity. Wickedness. Wickedness. And we see with meekness and grasp the word which is able to save your soul. This word of God is so powerful because it's able to save us my brother and sister listen we cannot judge people for being weak in this area we got to pray for them and lead them to repentance that's what we need to do pray for them and lead them to repenting okay because the bible says that we have to consider ourselves you when know, we're helping someone else What we need to consider ourselves. Because if you go through it, let's say, in the future, you will want someone to be mature to help you with this. Okay? But if you don't have mercy on them that are going through them, you will not receive mercy when you go through it yourself. Okay? But be ye doers of the word, and not hear it only, deceiving your own self. See? We need to apply this word upon our lives, and this is what we need to look for every day, applying the word into our own lives, so we know that if we do it so, we're not deceiving ourselves, but if we don't do so, we can be deceiving ourselves, and that's why the Lord was showing me people that thought that were going home in the rapture, they ended up staying behind. What happened? They were deceiving themselves. Can deceive yourself. If you're not applying the word, you are deceiving yourself. It's applicable to us first. Hallelujah. And that's why me as a teacher, I got to look, see that I'm applying the word to myself because the Bible says even greater condemnation comes to them. So I have to be careful myself. Be repenting. Seeking the Lord to have mercy on me. My brother and sister. Because the Bible says that he that is firm, see that he will not fall, right? Yes. So we have to Look for ourselves that we, we don't fall, my brother and sisters. Verse 33. For any behirers of the word and now doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the mirror. So what he sees in the mirror is that's not him. Verse 34. For he beholdeth himself, he goes his way straight away, forgetting that the manner of men he is. So, you know. Thank you, Lord. Verse 35, but who looked into the perfect law of liberty and continued the rain, he being not a, a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, his man shall be blessed in his deed. And that's the key. We will be blessed in what we do for the Lord. You know, and that's what we want to do. That's what we want to be. blessings of the Lord. And every one of us are blessed of the Lord. And we can ask for it. We can seek it. And the Lord it is faithful to bring it to pass. if any man among you seem to be religious and bring not his tongue, hallelujah But receive his own, deceive his own heart, this man religious is in vain by pure religion on the fire before God the father is this: to be to the fatherless and widow in their affliction and to keep until uh, unspotted from the world, which this is very hard to do, but it's not impossible because we got the, the help of the Lord. The Lord is a helper. Second yeah. uh, Thessalonians 3, right now. Will, will you finish too? Uh, Thank you, Lord. We will on chapter 2. Go ahead, read 3 now. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah.
3: Uh, furthermore, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may, may have free passage and be glorified, even as it, it is with you and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and evil men, for all men have not faith. But the Lord is faithful, which will establish you and keep you from evil. And we are persuaded of you through the Lord that you, that you both do and will do the things which we warn you of. And the Lord guide your hearts to the love of God and the waiting for Christ. We warn you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh inordinately and not after the instruction which uh, he received of us. For ye yourselves know how ye ought to follow us, for we behave not ourselves inordinately among you, neither took we bread of any man for naught. For we wrought wrought with labor and travail night and day, because
0: we would not be chargeable to any of you. Hold on there. What the Apostle Paul is saying here, they gave testimony to the brothers and sisters about their behavior, how they walked for the Lord, work for the Lord, live for the Lord. Everything they did, they did it in order as a true Christian of the Lord. Keep reading, Mother. Uh,
1: uh,
3: Not because we have not authority, but that we might make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we warned you of that if there were any, that if there were any which would not work, that he should not eat. For we hear that, for we hear that there are some which walk among you inordinately and work not at all, but are busybodies. Therefore them are such we warn and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that they work with quietness and eat their own bread. And ye brethren, be not weary and well-doing. If any man obey not this our saying in this letter, note him and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Uh, now the Lord himself of peace give you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all. This is salutation of me, Paul, with mine own hand, which is a token of every epistle. So I write, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And then the last
0: number three um thank you lord that was uh, number three yeah okay thank you lord thank you god so as an example Hallelujah. then you if you if you have mental disorder pcsd uh, you have to uh, just call upon the lord for help and ask the lord to set you free to heal you this is where you ask for mental psychological healing from the lord and and commit your life unto the lord uh remember remember the disciple they were not all perfect some of them like matthew believed to have pcsd you you see in in the chosen episode matthew how they treat him are different than everybody else And he had a really difficult time walking with them. But the Lord chosen him. The Lord elect, they selected Matthew, my brother and sister. And there were other people like Matthew. Okay? Uh, Your, whatever you're going through, is not a surprise to God. And God will call us the way we are, to come and serve him. Okay? But, you know, God is is our helper. He, he, he will carry us in no matter what situation, when they help us through it, and set us free. That's why I, when when John explained about Jesus, the Apostle John, he says that uh, John 8.32, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But then John 8.36, said, he said, who the Son set free, that is free indeed. You got to ask the Lord to give you that true freedom. You know, and, and bring you to that complete freedom in Him, which that's what I did myself. Hallelujah! And the Lord would have mercy; He's merciful, and and will help you. Because I'm sure so far the Lord has helped you and carried you, and not left you, not forsaking you. That's that's who the Lord is. It's a wonderful God. My brother, and sister, no matter what the situation, Ben, I talk to people in different situations, in different health conditions, like you cannot even imagine. And the Lord has been merciful on them and take them home to heaven, save them, no matter what their situation has been. My brother, my sister, God is merciful. God is good. He's asking us to call on him, to trust him, to depend on him, no matter what our situation is, thank you, Lord. And he will help us through. My brother and sister. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. He's there for us. Even if you're like sick now, even if you're going through, through whatever you're going through, the Lord will be merciful to you. My brother and sister. You can read about it in the Bible of the eunuch. They, these were slaves. Man that the, the private part were cut off by the owner. And they were abusing and, 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 and physically. Beaten physically. But they they gave their heart to God, to the Lord. And God saved them. God had mercy on their soul. And they're in heaven all complete now. In all fullness. We we're talking about a God in heaven who is merciful, who is always asking us to call upon him. That whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, he says. And that whosoever is you and I. Jesus came that all creature be saved. I asked this question years to Jesus. Where do all, all this include? And Jesus says to me, doesn't my word that all creature? All creature, all creation, that is you and I counted for. You and I, our name is in the book of life. We are for by God. He's just looking down to you and I. Are you calling to me? Are you praying to me? Are you seeking me? Are you coming to him? Why were America blessed years ago? Because America came to God. America prayed to God. America trusted in God. But now that America has forsaken God, abandoned God, turned it back on God, Everything has changed. Was that the will of God? No. It was not the will of God. Because it's not the will of God that anyone will perish. Not his will. But as people have stopped calling upon the name of the Lord, it makes, things every, it makes everything difficult for themselves. Because they are the one not calling upon the Lord. They are the one not seeking the Lord. My brother and sister. And anyone that will judge you for what you're going through is not right neither. None of us should judge anyone. We're here to help people. We're here to pray for one another. I told people years ago, if you send me your prayer, I will add you to my prayer prayer list. And I will pray for people. I pray for that prayer list every day. I ask the Lord to answer those people. My brothers and sisters, everyone who is in that prayer list. Thank you, Lord. And I, I know the Lord has answered many of them because he himself has told me so. They said when the Lord answers, are people turning back to the Lord saying, Lord, thank you. Now I want to commit my life to you more because I was going through this. so I had this. You went and healed me, Lord. You went and set me free, Lord. Now I'm going to commit myself more to you. We have prayed for people in wheelchair who we don't know where they are now. We have people, brother, pray for me, brother. Pray for me every day in wheelchair. The Lord healed them. I haven't heard from them in months and years now. They're gone. When they were in the wheelchair, they were faithful to the Lord. So now that the Lord healed them, where are they? Where are they? You see that sometimes a healing to someone, when someone, when people have been sick, they've been faithful to the Lord when they're going through what they're going through. But once they got healed, they have even turned away from God. How is that possible that someone that's going through the worst, now that God has healed them, they can turn away. And say that's not for me anymore. I wanna I wanna go find out what you know, what's in the world for me. It's sad. It's sad that it's but it happens. And it makes us sad. And it makes us things, but then the Lord had come to me and said, Continue to work for me, my son. Continue to work for me. Don't let that stop you. Don't let that bring you down. You continue to work for me. Because it's true as that how people that were really sick years ago, Brother, please pray for me. Please pray for me. And we pray, and the Lord healed them completely, 100%. 100% the Lord healed them. Jesus came to them and healed them look Lord turn this to me and they're gone. I don't know where they are now. you know my brother and sisters, they're gone. they got healed they're gone. My brother, what happens? because if, if if God heals you you're supposed to be more grateful. Remember there were nine lepers to he heal. How many turned back to Jesus to thank thankful for? I think it was two. He says, there were nine of you. What were the other ones? Yeah. You see that God has not people to turn back to him and say, I'm going to serve you because you heal me now, Lord. I'm so grateful. Okay? we We were talking about this, keeping the promise to the Lord. Because it says in the book of Ecclesiastes, what does it say when you make a promise to the Lord, Brother Tony? Yeah. To keep it. And if you're not going to make it, that's not
1: promising.
0: There you go. Then that's it. That is what it's all about. We make a promise to the Lord, we need to look forward to keeping it. My brother, God is not pleased when we do such a thing, because then we're like liars. We made a promise, we didn't keep it, my brother and sister. Hallelujah so many healings, and they went away, my brother and sister, you know? And it makes me think for a while, wow, so much fasting, so much this, so much that, so much healing, where are they? But it was for the Lord that we done this work. It is the Lord who's going to reward us. So we leave it in the hand of the Lord, and we focus on Jesus. We focus on salvation. Salvation is more important than a healing my brothers and sisters hallelujah well here sister celestial confirming everything we have spoken on tonight join us tuesday night we're going to keep it on the prophetic where everything that is going on around the world we're going to go into the bible i don't know if you missed ezekiel 32 last tuesday it was so powerful was so awesome we talked about what ezekiel 32 says it confirmed everything going on in the middle east the nation, Iran, and all of them, my brothers and sisters. If you missed that, you can go back to the archive and listen to it. We're going to go back again uh, to Daniel 9. I want to show you in Daniel 9 what's happening in the Middle East in some other Bible verses so you can see, my brothers and sisters, hallelujah, that everything that is going on is in the Word of God. And we want to study it and research But we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. That means keeping your eyes on the word of God. That no man deceive you. Let no man deceive you. Okay? Because many Christ will rise. In his name they will say they're Christ. But the Lord God has not sent them. And that's what is about to come. The Antichrist is about to rise. Things are about to happen. And we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. The church is about to disappear. We're about to enjoy the promised land that God has promised to us. My 20, promise 2020
4: is, is the first time, at least to my memory, that prophecies of war, civil war, and government unrest were introduced. Before that, the prophecies I was covering on the Master's Voice Prophecy blog were just prophecies of uh government unreach, government overreach and Russia and China prophecies those are the first ones I started with but then war was introduced and then after that captivity was introduced and then those themes have kept coming and it's been three years now and so the understanding should be that when the Lord is saying that war is settled it is that you then put your mind on what war is what is a war what happens when there is war or what happens when there are attacks or what happens when there is instability within a nation and the reason that that's so hard for people to do is because in america people are used to watching instability on tv it's either you'll be watching a miniseries or a movie that talks about how america went to the middle east and destabilized the middle east and then you'll be looking at scenes of those people in the sand dunes crying or what happened over there and there is a distancing there is a disconnect that is created when war real war with real casualties real people who lost their lives when that is all crunched up and when it's diminished to your favorite show then what happens is you watch you watch this stuff with a disconnect and you don't really have an understanding of what it feels like when you can't sleep in your own bed And you can't access your own stuff that you bought with the expectation that it's your stuff that you paid for and you're going to use it your pool you paid for your car your jeep you paid for your brand new screen doors and windows that you just put in you know to deal with whatever weather that's coming when you're separated from these things suddenly it's a shock and the the point is as you will hear in this prophecy that the lord was speaking about the point is that people do not prepare. They do not prepare because there's no filter for understanding these things as anything other than, unfortunately, entertainment. It's either entertainment through TV or it's entertainment that you have been watching on streaming services. And so it seems not real. So this dream, I... I was just caught up in this dragnet of people who ended up running away from some kind of problem. The Lord never really revealed to me what the source of the problem was. So I didn't know if if it was an external threat. I do not know exactly what had happened. All I know is that I dreamt that I was with a ton of people in a very large gym. And when I say gym, I'm not talking school gym size. I am talking about something that is massive. Not as large as Madison Square Garden, but it definitely was one of those massive sports arenas with bleachers that go all, all the way up to the top and that still offer a very good view. So it was one of those very large places that are reserved here in the United States for major sporting events. That's the kind of gym, quote, fingers that I was in. And this place was mostly low lit. So the majority of the lights were not on in this place. And later on, I came to understand why. The lights were not on, so I wasn't even able to gauge how big the place was. But I could see in the stands that there were a lot of people sitting in the bleachers, mothers, fathers, single people, um, kids, and they were basically trying to get to sleep. The only place that had lights and the only place that was mostly busy was way down court side. So I was having a view as if I was in the stands and then at the same time, the dream was offering me a view from court side, which is where I actually was up into the stands. So I could see downward and I could see upward in this dream. Only courtside was lit up, and that area was very busy compared to what was going on in the stands. In the stands, people were mostly resting. They were quiet. They weren't really talking. The majority of people were asleep, or they were uncomfortable in those bleachers where you're not exactly supposed to be sleeping. We sit in the bleachers, and we rest in the bleachers to watch the event. But that, that was bed for the majority of people. So people were sleeping, they had sweaters, you know, they folded their sweater and they put the sweater over their face or they had these eye masks on and they were sleeping, you know, the kind that women use for beauty or the kind you put on your eyes when you're flying or they had baseball caps pulled low and they were sleeping. And the gym kept filling up, so obviously people were being brought in, either people were being bussed in because large groups kept coming in, which is more in tune with people coming in in buses, people coming in in trucks, but It could have been also that people were driving to that place, which was an emergency crisis center, and they were voluntarily checking themselves in. So I was watching down there and I was seeing people getting processed on court. There were ushers, people with badges, um, not exactly official. So it wasn't like government official. It's more like when you appoint people in a community to do a certain job. Just like you have a homeowner's association and, you know, they're a little bit above the rest of the homeowners because they're seeing how things run. That's how it was. These ushers were leading people and directing them, go to those staffing tables and get, get signed in. And so that was the first thing. As soon as you came in, there were people that were directing you to staffing tables that were scattered all across the court, the, the bottom court down there. And, you know, people would get into lines But the lines were very efficient. The lines were moving pretty fast, and so people were not being inconvenienced with a long check-in time. And then after that, they were moving people to another station, and they were giving food. So people were getting food, and then you would see people down there pointing up as if to say, telling them, after you get your food, please don't linger down here. Please move out of the way because others will be coming in. They were directing people and telling them, go upstairs and find a seat. Single person, a woman with children, a whole family with a dad present or whatever. Go upstairs and try to find seats together and sit together. So people were coming up with their food. They would eat their food quietly, and then they would try to fall asleep. And everybody was talking in low voices. The place was low lit. It was definitely too Keep talking low, keep activity low, and also I could feel to keep stress low. So even when new arrivals were coming in and they were speaking in, you know, normal tone voices getting off the bus and stuff like that, as soon as they walked into that place, the atmosphere was so heavy. The atmosphere in that dream was so hush. The atmosphere in that dream was so glum. I do not know what had happened. that when people walked into that atmosphere, nobody was making any announcements like, please keep your voice down. Please don't talk that much. They walked in and automatically they would lower their voices and just calm their whole demeanor. And they just, the tone of the place, the atmosphere of the place just came upon them. And nobody was doing much to cause any disruption. In this dream, I had a lot on my mind. I was burdened in the dream. I was burdened when I woke up. And that's what happens. I was aware that I'm in this strange place at night. It couldn't have been very late, maybe 8.15, 9.15. It wasn't the middle of the night or anything like that. But 9.15, you're supposed to be getting ready in your own house to rest up in your own bed, familiar elements. But I was in a strange place with so many unknown elements at night a place that I don't know crammed into one spot with maybe hundreds or thousands of people and nobody's able to give me or anyone else any real explanation of what comes next. So no official plan, no official announcement. The job, the assignment is simply you guys are coming in, we need to get names, we don't want to get kids separated from families or we don't want families to be split up. If you're the Johnsons, if you're the Smiths, please each person write the name or the father writes everyone's name and put down the relevant details so we can know, so we can have an accurate log of who came through here and then move on. We can offer you some food and then we can offer you a chair and we'll see what daylight brings. So that's why most people have switched off. Nobody wants to be thinking too deeply In situations like this nobody wants to put their mind on what's going on with the house what's going on maybe we had to leave the animals behind because I didn't see any animals in that place so people are thinking is the house gonna get robbed can we trust the alarm system other people are like oh wow my whole life I never had an alarm system and now my house is just there too many unknowns and I knew that I wasn't the only person thinking like that feeling like that so that's why they had us in the dark just to try and keep things at a low level And I was downstairs, then I saw myself, and I was downstairs right there as they were processing people. And I don't know if I had been processed or not. I just had my go bag, my ready bag, and I was was just sort of to myself, you know, just keeping my hand in my jacket pockets and just feeling really isolated and just thinking the same thought over and over again. And the thought I was thinking is, why, God? Why? Why, Lord? Why do I have to be here? Why am I not at home? I didn't even know—is it New York City in the dream? Am I in New York? Am I somewhere else? I just knew that I was in some emergency relief center that they had turned a gym into, and there were plenty people there, and even more arriving, and soon we're going to be all so many in that place, and nobody was being allowed to go home. I didn't see soldiers. I didn't see dogs. I didn't see a perimeter, but I just knew once we're in here and we're locked, we're not going to be allowed to go home, and. I just couldn't rest. I didn't want to go look for any chair. I didn't want to eat no food. I just wanted to be allowed to go home. And when I woke up from this dream, I was down in my heart because I've been having these dreams. I've been having these dreams of um one dream. It's sudden explosions, sudden explosions that just happened. And you have to run for cover. You have to run for cover. In another dream, this one I definitely remember because it was recent. It was from October the 21st, 2023. In this one, the government had expanded its power so much. And I was not in New York. Um, I guess the Lord just gave me this dream from the perspective of people maybe who live in Kentucky, Omaha, places like that where they have their homes, and then it's a bit of a drive to your neighbor's home, but you're not really isolated. Maybe you're a couple of miles from the nearest neighbor, or there's four or five of you in an area, and you all know each other, and you drive past on this road, past each other's houses, but it's definitely not a suburb like, you know, you would have in city areas. So it was in those areas, and we had become accustomed to running off to the fields and the woods when the government came. I do not know what the government was coming for, but if you have been here long enough, you definitely know that the government will be coming for many things. They will be coming for harassment. They will be coming to check who's maybe storing food above the available food quota. They might be coming just to ask questions. They might be coming to take a census or a log of who's living in the house. They might be coming to demand that somebody is an enemy of the state. Maybe you've been accused of saying something or your social media has the kind of videos that are suddenly seditious videos treasonous videos evil videos and so they were in the habit the government of just showing up at the house and the people in that area myself and family included were also in the habit of just sprinting off to the fields sprinting off to the woods And you could go to these fields, you could go to these woods, and depending on what kind of search and seizure, what kind of raid procedure the government was doing, sometimes we would stay out there all night. You'd be out in those fields watching twilight come and watching, you know, the little stars coming out at night and the moon coming out at night, and it still would not be safe to go back to the house. And so these are the kinds of dreams. And when I would wake up, my soul is burdened and heavy. And I'm thinking, Lord these are things that are not easy to bear and you know the lord will just comfort me and just tell me you know don't worry about that so i'm I'm not going to be lack any transparency here a lot of these dreams that i'm having i have made it very clear from the beginning that the lord is just using me as a vessel the lord is using me as a vessel to show the kinds of things that are coming but he gives me a word of promise and concerning this dream where i'm telling you i am telling you my soul was Fed up I was with my backpack and they were saying you know uh, the food is there and I was like well that food is for you and your family members I'm not interested staffing people in that food I was grieved and I was thinking Lord why am I here why am I here and the Lord just told me this is not for you don't let this concern you I am just showing you what will be and so I come here and I'll be telling people these things the truth I am telling you the truth. It's not my job to come here and stop you and telling you if you want to watch MAGA videos, don't watch them. If you are plugged into the election and you're following step-by-step impeachment processes, don't do it. You can do whatever you want, but there is a remnant that God is trying to speak to, and that remnant falls into many different categories. There is a remnant out there who the promise of God to you is exactly like mine exactly like mine and you don't need me to tell you because even if you listen to these videos you have something a witness in your soul that the lord tells you celestial is speaking the general truth the broad truth but under that broad umbrella there are definitely levels people who are unfaithful to god you should not think for a second that because you name yourself the tag christian That this thing that I'm saying, that the Lord is telling me, don't you worry your head about this, Celestial. You are merely observing a reality that will be, but it is not for you. That is the comfort that God is giving me due to personal things that I know. I'm not walking around with two minds, six minds, and 12 opinions when it comes to God. I'm walking around with a single mind that if he has said it, As much as it is up to me in this mortal body to link onto what is in the Word of God and follow it, to be loyal, not to be a child that is out there saying, but, you know, what about this? And I just don't feel that it was God's heart to do this and do that. I I do not participate in such things. The Word of God is the Word of God. I was born way after it. I met it here. I have absolutely no interest in challenging it, changing it, or trying to make it fit my culture, my time, myself. I understand at a core level that it is me who is supposed to change for this word. It is I who is supposed to give all room to this word. If there's any impediment in me, my job is to pray it out, to ask the power of the Holy Spirit to root it out so that the word can take root and grow in me. And when you do that, when you make that your posture, when you make that your pursuit, when your Bible is more important to you than a paycheck, what happens is that when fireballs are coming from the sky and you wake up sweating from those kinds of dreams, you'll be told, write it down, but it is not for you. There are people, I'm going to tell you this now because this is not a separate prophecy that needs to be written on the blog, but the Lord has said to me that very soon we will come into the time where all the reluctant Christians are going to learn obedience by the things they suffer. Now, this is a phrase that was used of sinless Jesus Christ, that Jesus learned obedience by the things that he suffered. This is just the Bible telling you that a man who was sinless upon the earth that offended God in no way, was subjected to some serious horrors in order for him to attain to the fullness to which he was called. Jesus was called Messiah from the womb. This is what angel Gabriel told his mother. His mother was not told, a great prophet is coming, like what the Muslims call Jesus. They call him a great prophet. The angel told Mary succinctly, that the Son of God was going to come and dwell inside her, first physically, and that she was bringing forth Messiah. There was a ton of folklore and a ton of recorded prophecy about Jesus before he was born. People like Isaiah made sure of that. Moses spoke of this man long before he came. And so when Mary was told who was coming to rest inside her, there was already written legacy for jesus there was no need for him to be humbled into obedience with slaps and a crown of thorns and his blood flowing from his hands and his feet and his torn up back yet the bible says that he was humbled he learned obedience And the Lord has said that the same will happen to the reluctant Christians. Reluctant Christians are Christians who think that twerking and righteousness go together. A reluctant Christian is a Christian who thinks that the word of God is an optional buffet. So they like to read God is love and Jesus forgives, but they don't want to learn be holy as I am holy and all the rest of it. They have trouble marrying righteousness, holiness, sanctification, and that very important facet that most people are missing or failing at or only doing intermittently. Obedience to the word of God. Obedience means you come to a place where the word of God says this, and then you say, funny story, I agree. And then you fall in line with that thing, and you begin to carry out that thing in your life. That is obedience right there. Anytime you come up to the word of God and you say, well, you know, this is a bit restrictive, and this is not inclusive, and this does not carry out the norms of diversity that we want to carry out now in 2023, there's a problem. You become a reluctant Christian. The promises of God, you can attain to them as a reluctant Christian, but you will attain to them through your own personal flogging. God will humble many people. God has said that he will allow many people to go through crushing circumstances. Crushing circumstances are personal tests and trials that will humble you. You will be put to shame. You might lose that business. You might lose that fancy job title. You might lose that marriage. You might lose many, many more things. You will come out a pulped up olive At the end of some experiences, that will come to people who are still holding out on God. And as I'm speaking to you, my words will not just knock at your heart. They're going to go right in like laser beams and hot arrows on fire. You will know that I'm talking to you. You will know where you hold out on God. You hold out on God in purity. You want to be a Christian, but you also want to have sex. And then you want to say that God knows your heart. Your heart is infinitely wicked. It is deceiving you. It is telling you that you can elevate fleshly desires above what the word of God says. There are so many different viewpoints about what sanctification is and how much, how much holiness is holy enough to get into heaven. The answer is simple. Absolute holiness. We are told to deny ourselves, to deny fleshly desires. But many people do not want to put in the effort that goes with that. And so people are holding out on God. They're holding out on God even when they're in church and how they serve. The Lord has been speaking about all these things, about speaking with people and, for instance, tithing. I have the word of God. It is just a matter of having to put it up. There's so many viewpoints about, well, what is a tithe? And people are saying, no, it was a cow and a sheep. And God will just say to me, Celestial, do they work with cows and sheep? Those of you on Twitter and wherever else you're talking about, oh, no, it's not required. It's cows and sheep. You just ask the simple question. Is your life summed up in cows and sheep? Now, because the old people, they made their living. They traded in animals. So there were sacrifices for cows and sheep, sacrifices of wool, sacrifices of them bringing their barley offering and their wave offerings. And even to the poor, they were told Do not appear before the Lord empty. So even the poor had to work it out somehow and come with those two little turtle doves, which were probably the cheapest little birds you can afford. But in this generation, all the teachers and teachers are out there creating new doctrines to follow. So what are we to do with the reluctant Christians? I know from my part, what I will do is read every word out of my notes, out of my archives and simply leave them on the table for people to do with them what they want to do with them and bear in mind i have absolutely no views on the endings the final conclusions that viewers come to i will simply deliver the word of the lord just a moment please and then everyone everyone myself first will do with them what they will do so there are people to whom There is a guaranteed promise. That promise sounds something like Revelation three ten. And God would have already been speaking to you about that. And then there are people who you're just a little way off. It's just a little bit of tweaking. It's just a little bit of I need to brush up. It's just uh the fact that you just need to confess that you've been slacking. You are already in the house, you're already dressed in the garment. But because the pastors out there have deceived you, you now started eating your peanut butter sandwiches and getting some slop on your clothing. But because they keep telling you reckless love is the greatest love of all, then you just feel God won't mind. God won't mind, but he will. And so for you, it is not a far distance off to strengthen those, strengthen the weak knees, to strengthen your backbone, to perfect your, your posture before the Lord. But there is a hard-headed Contingent out there. And the Lord says that you will be basically dragged through, dragged through these bushes and nettles and thorns of personal trials, bitter personal trials that will humble you. You will start singing to God out of the pain of what you go through. You will learn worship at the feet of humiliation. Shame, loss, trial, great pain. Your back will be opened up like the Savior because apparently his back being opened up for you was not enough to get you into line. The Bible says, do not be like the horse. Don't be like the mule because they must be brought to order. They must be brought to obedience with the bit and the bridle. That means that. You cannot have a horse or a mule that will follow you, that will obey you, and that will get the work done until you put that harness, until you put that bridle on them, their head, their shoulders. And I think it's the belly. I'm not really sure how that thing works on a horse, you know. But it's restraints. You will be put under so many limitations. You will be put under so many restraints. You will not be able to twitch or move. The job will go. The house will go. The apartment will go. The position will go. The fiance will go. You will go through a Job experience, a Jonah experience. Come out of it smelling like fish guts. But the beauty of it is you will be obedient You will no longer be a reluctant Christian. You will be a full-blooded, locked and loaded, Jesus is Lord Christian. They ask you about gay rights and you'll be like, to me, gay means happy. I do not know any other description for the word gay. You will have a 180 shift by force. And it's a pity that you must be compelled. But God's got time he's got all eternity because his end is to save your soul and he will save it with your agreement or without it because that's what good parents do parents don't ask children to co-sign discipline that's the new habit now honey do you understand what you did wrong and the child is smashing up your home because apparently you think that a puppy and a baby are raised the same god doesn't sign on to american parenting This is Israelite Parenting 101. He will bring the reluctant Christians to heal in order to save their souls. So, when I woke up from this dream, the Lord was talking to me about complacency. And he gave good examples of what complacency is. And he said that America is going to be judged for her complacency. So, if you've been listening, you might be thinking, Lord in all honesty, how many things is America going to be judged for? And the answer is endless. Endless things, endless sins that America is going to be judged for. As many directions as you want to look, up, down, northeast, southwest, you name it, judgment will be coming forth from that direction because America has a lot to answer for. And so he was telling me that complacency will be the reason that America is judged complacency is well you where you feel secure in the status quo as it is so exactly the way things are especially when you're on top it's very hard for somebody who's at the bottom struggling trying to make it trying to survive it's very hard for that person to be complacent because the environment circumstances and what that person is going through lack of resources lack of help lack of skills perhaps somebody won't give you a shot Like people who come out of prison, it's very hard for those men and women to rebuild their lives because once people find out you have a prison record, they're like, ooh, no, 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 you might murder someone at my job or you might steal again. And so it's very hard for men and women who come out of the prison system to have a second choice, a second chance. And that's why there's specific organizations set up to try and help those people rebuild lives and get on their feet. But complacency is a disease that stems From the roots of pride and complacency is usually a disease that affects those who are on top, those who are doing well, those who the status quo favors them to begin with. And so the Lord says complacency is where you feel secure in the status quo as it is, meaning that you're already top dog, you're already on top, you already have a reputation, okay, you have a rep and everybody knows what it is. And he says, because of that, you are not inclined to do anything more to create improvement. So complacency, in short, is a disease of empire. And I've spoken of this before because the Lord always brings it up. And he talks about places like Pompeii. He talks about places like when Rome fell. And if you remember in the very early videos, The civilization that people argue, was it there, was it not there, God confirms that it was there, the civilization of Atlantis, people who reached the heights of civil development. And the reason they reached the height of civil development in Atlantis is because... They were consorting with the fallen angels. They were cons- consorting with aliens and creatures that gave them so much development in health care, so much development in buildings, so much development in everything, that these people became a highly advanced society. And they were even intermingling, interbreeding, and intermarrying with these people on the surface of the earth. And this situation infuriated God so much that Atlantis sank to the bottom of the ocean. It sank out of sight. It was either covered by a tidal wave or the shelf that it was sitting on just broke, gave way, and it went into the sea. And it has remained so-called mythological location. It has never been found to this day. But when you reach that height, you feel that there's no room for improvement. You're doing so great. What could you possibly improve on? You're perfect. It's being self-satisfied. It's being okay with things to such an extent, in fact, that even if someone were to say, do you think that any improvement is needed? Do you think that you could perhaps do anything different? The answer is going to be, no, I don't think so. Things are great as they are. So this is what God was giving me, very early conversation, morning, early morning conversation when I woke up and I was so fed up of this dream of sudden surprise shock and awe having to run and in some cases not even know what i'm running from just running and ending up with a bunch of strangers ending up in the system so to speak and he was just telling me no no i'm just showing you what will come and then he started telling me that this is how america will end up in that situation is because she's complacent uh just give me a moment to do something about the light please so i continue complacency is a form of delusional self-assessment it's basically like that test where they say you go for an interview and then they say well what are your what are your strong suits and then you say oh I'm good at this and I'm good at that and I'm good at that and then they say well what do you think are are your weaknesses and then you look at the interviewer and say I don't have any that is a delusional self-assessment if you're certain that things are okay then you will never have any reason or motivation to do an actual self-check and be sure that reality lines up with what you believe. Complacency is also dangerous. You feel secure in the status quo, and that means that even if you hear something, please listen, because this is all the old prophecies like enemy at the gate, like The heart attack, these are the names of prophecies. Enemy at the gate, the heart attack, wrath is upon the land undone. If If you feel secure in the status quo, it means that even if you hear something that disagrees with or disproves your view of reality, you will never do any research to see if the new facts are true or not. And if they are true, how could that affect you? To be complacent is to have no real feelings or response in response to anything that is different from what you believe. No set of new facts will interest you because you don't think anything can ever affect what you believe. So this is basically you thinking that you are at the center of the universe, that the whole world revolves around you, and that if there ever are changes in the material facts of life, they will adjust themselves the facts will adjust themselves to suit you so you never actually need to check if your gates are secure you never actually need to check if you have russians in the government and that means that if anybody should prophesy whoever that person may be and say that jesus christ says that there are russians in your government that the russians go all the way down from the mailmen all the way to the highest office in the land, which is the White House, that they're not just spying through the computers, which at least you might know that they do spy, perhaps, and that they do hack, but God would say that they're in the country and that they're embedded in the national fabric and that they've been here for so long on a sleeper agent plan that they are more American than americans they have the same blue eyes or brown hair they've intermarried perfectly they are seamlessly matched into society they even form part of the celebrities and the stars that people love and that they are seeded from the lowest level which is kiddies playing in the playground all the way up to the white house now if you are wise And if you are one given to thought, then when you hear this information, you might think this needs to be investigated. This needs to be checked. But if you are complacent, then you will say things like that can never happen. And if you hear, for instance, that China has weapons that you've never heard of and that they're going to show up with sudden weapons and with Russia and a whole coalition of nations, unleash war on both coasts at the same time. If you are wise, you might think, well, at least we can see now in 2023 how these twin horns are rising very quickly to prominence, and this might need investigation. But if you are complacent, then no matter what videos you look at on the internet, in the comment section, you'll see Americans saying things like, that can never happen. They don't have a military that we should care about. We'll knock them out of the sky. Have you seen the Air Force? Have you seen the Navy? Have you seen the Marines? Have you seen the Coast Guard? Have you seen the reserves and the army? That is what complacent people do. They never, ever think that the status quo can be shifted or changed or can be shifted or changed materially enough to be a big risk to them. And so God says that anywhere you find facts, anywhere a complacent person comes across facts that does not support their beliefs, anywhere that danger is lurking, in the corners that the complacent person doesn't care about enough to check anywhere that the status quo is changing in real time, such as suddenly having the director of the FBI and that other Blinken man saying that we should prepare for the possibility of terror attacks on U.S. soil, which, by the way, will primarily be done by the U.S. itself against citizens. And there are three prophecies to that nature, nature. They're called Just a moment, please. In Quick Succession. That is what they are called. It's a three-part prophecy all the way from 2020 called In Quick Succession. And those three prophecies, all the way back then, God was saying that America is going to be subject to scare tactics. America is going to be subject to false flags. America is going to be subject to a rash of bombings and accidents across the country.